Yeah, I think anybody can do a really nice event. Anybody mm -hmm. can do Flash. Uh, that's not hard. Uh, it's hard to plan and to deliver, but that's just merely an event. And we say that every time that we gather, we say that this is an event. It's awesome. It's cool. And we want you to connect into it in your voice and in your language. But the value and the identity of this community is all about deeper. You're listening to The New Leaf Project, sharing stories from instigators, innovators, planters and starters from across Canada. Hi, my name is Elle. And I'm Jared. And you are listening to The New Leaf Project. Today we've got a great episode featuring our friend Rohati. Jared, tell us a little bit about Rohati. You've known him for a while now. I have, I have. Rohati and I um, go back to... Uh, we probably met four or five years ago, I think. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to Rohati if I've got this, the details of our relationship wrong. Feel free to uh, uh, correct me in the comment section on Facebook. But um, Rohati and I met um, because Joe and I, had we were headed to Calgary and we were just kind of checking out the Calgary scene and seeing who wanted to be part of this thing we called uh, Survival of the Weakest. So Epiphania... Uh, put on this event called Survival of the Weakest. They did it in Ontario. It did well. Oh, wait. No, I think we did it in Saskatoon first. And then I shouldn't be allowed to tell stories, Al. I think <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to tell stories. So Jared and Rohati met a number of years ago. And yeah. it was a very meaningful moment in it Jared's was. life. It was. I really liked him the first time I met him. And he was doing this uh, really interesting church point at the time. Um, and... Uh, he, he had a great online presence, and uh, they were meeting in this cafe. And it was a, it was a, it was a sort of an amalgam of several church plants meeting together in the same space. And anyway, uh, after Rohati and I made that connection around survival of the weakest, that's how I met Rohati. That was a boring story, El. Back to you. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> so Preston Puto. Sat our one of our content contributors sat down with Rahadi and had an excellent interview about Rahadi's uh, newest church plant, Cipher Church. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode because um, Rahadi's talking about a lot of things that we talk about here at the New Leaf Network, and I love the idea that this church plant is happening um, in and around the hip hop culture, which I as a uh, I just don't know anything about it. So I'm intrigued by it. I know it exists. And I'm really happy that Rahadi is stepping out and creating something for that group of people. So take a listen. Great episode. Thanks to Preston for a great interview. This is Preston and Rohati here on the New Leaf Project. Well, hi there. My name is Preston Puto, and I'm here in Yumi Sushi. <laughs> we just enjoyed a wonderful sushi meal, and I'm here with Rohati Negasar, a good friend of mine from from Calgary. Hi, Ro. How's it going? Good. We're we're in we're in Chestermere. You forgot to oh, mention. Oh yes, we're in Chestermere. Beautiful we are, Yumi Sushi in Chestermere. We're in Yumi Sushi at our Chestermere studio here. Um, and they even turned down the volume for us, which is great. <laughs> Shut off the TV. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. Hey, um, I'm glad you came out to visit me here in Chestermere. We've we have 
known each other for some time, but it's exciting because we get a chance to chat about something that's yeah. I've been wanting to connect yeah. a little while about, yeah. which is uh, you just planted a church yeah. like out of out of not <laughs> out of nothing not out of nothing well but. no but really one one moment you yeah. are there and you just yeah. wrote a book called called soul coats which is yeah. a which is an awesome coloring book and we've been yeah. been following that and that's exciting and then next minute i hear <laughs> you've planted a church okay you say it didn't come out of nothing, but what is a bit of the backstory? Tell us a little bit about um, what this church is about that's begun. Well, let's take a step back and and say that you and I could chat about all this stuff forever because we're a bunch of church nerds. <laughs> we uh, get excited, yeah. Yeah, you know, we just talk about Michio this and that and MASH and whatever buzzword is now. Uh, church planning, there's another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where does this go back? Well, I, you know, by by trade is I don't really have trade. Um, I kind of jumped through hoops to do the the seminary thing, so I went and mm-hmm. did that, but never really fit in the box and couldn't do sort of a normal uh, church plant. And I was an entrepreneur before that. I still am. So I run a business, which is a critical piece to the story because when you have something behind you that can bankroll your passions, it's easier to take risks. Sure, and sure. So uh, for maybe a year or two prior to the end of 2016, just chatting with a good friend of mine, Connie Jacob. And we, we were just, among other things, chatting about folks that we were connected with. And we're both visionaries, kind of those apostolic figures, dreaming and scheming of ways to connect with people we're already connected with, places that we already have some favor. And one of those places was sort of the urban hip-hop world. We've always chatted about that, but we've never landed in a place to say, well, let's do something beyond just a gathering or a prayer. So, Connie was, you had been visiting with her for some time and talking about, you know, what is God doing in your midst? And then this uh, hip-hop language comes on up. Now, I, I am probably like the least hip-hop person around. Mm-hmm. So, so what? Sure. what is it about that particular demographic? Like, are you... Do you rap in your spare time? Like, is like, no, is this but there are lyricists out there, <laughs> awesome. and that's exactly what they do, yeah. and they can freestyle. But wow. no, this wasn't do, uh, a creation of something to a particular group just for the sake of doing something cool. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it. That was where we already connected. So sure. we're just by relationship. Connie and I are our friends first and foremost, mm-hmm. and so we've also shared these ideas of what it would look like to take gospel, to take Jesus into the folks that we know would never fit into contemporary church. And so that's a, the critical piece that says, all right, this is going to guide our dreams and schemes beyond. How can we be storytellers of the gospel in a language that people who would not otherwise fit into church uh, connect with it? Sure. Now, before we kind of get into what's what's happened here with Cipher Church, um, this is this is what this is some of the language that I'm guessing you and your community have started to put to it. Cipher Church is a church. It's for mavericks, dreamers, innovators, artists, musicians, and outsiders chasing deeper lives in love, justice, beauty, and hope. Yeah. That is yeah. that is a mouth a mouthful, and part of me was kind of like, am am I? I'm like a suburbia guy here. Would would I? How do I fit inside of this kind of story? Uh, 
yeah. of Cypher Church. Well, first off, I think that that vision, that dream is big enough for the suburbs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think You so. just need to find your piece. That story <laughs> is big enough. And I'm trying to, and I'm borrowing language there from uh, N.T. Wright there, uh, yeah. just to say that our human vocation is defined by uh, foundational human longings. Mm-hmm. And we all have them, whether we're church people or not. Yeah. And that's connected to love, justice, beauty, and hope. Yeah. yeah. And so... The other piece of that is to say, well, let's build something towards a group mm-hmm. that otherwise uh, doesn't fit into contemporary church culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, outsiders don't fit into contemporary church culture. If we're honest with ourselves, churches and even the ones that we start, they're typically created for career Christians. And the way that, for example, new church plants will predominantly grow is that they're able to attract sort of the, the duns or the near duns of Christianity back to church with a more contemporary or younger service. So those types of things. What we're not good at and and I'll kind of die on this mohill. We are not good at connecting with people who have never been to church, whose parents have never been to church, don't even know the stories, the religious language that we use. They don't know them. They cannot con- connect with that. And so does does the term itself, cipher church, maybe point to 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 what you're talking about here? Yeah, the the terminology there that's that's hip hop language, but cipher. Ciphers uh, in in kind of the hip hop world. That's a space where you enter into the circle, and the circle is mm-hmm. a space where everybody is around you. They're hyping you, they're lifting you up, and what you're offering is you bring it within the cipher. Mm-hmm. And so, if you see some of the videos on Facebook, you'll see pieces of that in action at our uh, events, and it's really neat to see both rappers, freestylers, dancers, all sorts of different people ranging from exceptionally skilled to can't dance at all, enter into the cipher and suddenly it becomes a safe place for people to express in a way that you would otherwise never see within a gospel context. Years ago, I was visiting with a theologian who did a lot of work in the area of jazz as a way of kind of making sense of theology. And and it kind of like really opened my imagination a bit to, to see that there's this um uh, that there's this kind of improvisational conversation yeah, that happens right. in in amongst jazz musicians mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. in that something beautiful emerges that actually makes a lot of sense and right. it sounds like that's maybe would would that be a similar analogy to what is going on kind of in this creative blend yeah and it, i would say that that's accurate but it's also uh, a place where we're trying to set a stage and not only let uh, our expressions or let people connect with the potential of gospel expressions, um, but we also want to, and we're not sure if this is going to work as well as we, as we hope, but we want to lay story over that. And so I believe that there, again, those fundamental human longings, there is a longing for gospel story in people we're just not a very good, we're just not very good storytellers mm-hmm. of gospel. And so to bring that in a language that we know, and also a language that uh, others can connect with, you start to capture glimpses of gospel story through the shared story of other people. So that's the power of, of the church. And what I mentioned in our last event is that church is obviously the people. We wouldn't deny that. But uh, the component we're, we're chasing here 
especially in a post-Christian world, is shared stories. And that the more people who are sharing their stories, becoming vulnerable, and talking about how the gospel has transformed them, Mm -hmm. uh, others who are looking, we'll call them the nuns, non-believers, whatever language you want to use, hopefully they'll be able to connect with some piece from all these different stories. And I think that's a critical power of the church, the shared stories of the people. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And and within the arts of many different kinds, we're able to to maybe experience and talk about those stories in ways that that we might not be able to in the in the normal rhythms of our of our lives. And so I can see something neat kind of yeah, happening there. I would yeah, and I think we can do a whole bunch of different things with our events. I do believe that there are pieces there that don't change. And so again, those fundamental human longings, we need to call people into deeper. That doesn't matter where you are at, but I think we have to encounter people in a deeper space and open the door for intentional community. So a lot of the things don't change in terms of what we are chasing and what a normal church would be chasing. Mm-hmm. We are chasing community development. We're chasing intentional discipleship, all of those things. And that doesn't look entirely different than just trying to eat together, pray together, and that's it. It's life on life. It shouldn't be more complex than that. Um, so there are nuances on top of that. But if we can get some of the fundamentals right, we're hoping to uh, see some uh, core community emerge from this attempt. Something that emerges is something you can't always shape and control. And you're, uh, what I understand is that you've been present in this community. This is your community. You've seen it grow. And now you're kind of overlaying some of these stories in and gathering people and, and letting some of that art, art emerge in it. Um, how do you give some direction to something like like that? How are you piecing together mm-hmm. how this community, how this church unfolds yeah. over the next while? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of it is I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of it is I have done uh, a church plant before. I'm an entrepreneur by my kind of nature and also in practice. And so I understand some of the pieces that need to be in play, but put it this way, I started a church in 2009, I had all the systems, man. Oh, I had the plans, I had everything lined up. Turns out they were useless. So I don't know what is necessary for this one here, other than I can lay down some simple pieces and then hope that some things catch. So for example, I think it's important to call your leaders and your core into a profound vision and uh, hopefully you can impart that vision so that it becomes their own that's a critical step is it um so it still sounds sounds like you know the the vision maker lays this down and tries to get other people to connect to it or is there this sense of having the vision emerge from the community how do you balance that out yeah so when i started Calgary Missional Church in 2009, I was definitely more laissez-faire than I was now okay. And when it came to the importance of uh, services, for example. So most church plants will uh, base the central event, being the service, as the central piece of that church plant. Uh, that's what we tend to do. I was trying to react away from that and say, oh, it's church service is not as important. Let's try to do intentional community. That's just the other side of the ditch. So this time around, I'm looking at it as 
Well, I think we have a balance here. I still believe, and I always have, that gathering is critical and crucial. We need to do that. Uh, that gathering can be intentionally closed so that people come off the street and look at us drinking the blood and eating the body. Uh, they'll think that's crazy because it is. Uh, or we can go and do something that's a little bit more, uh, to use the term, seeker-sensitive. But I still think we should gather. However, we also need not profound or, or not complex, some simple pieces that give us identity. Mm -hmm. And if we can capture some folks and inspire them to call the vision or call the identity pieces their own, we have some good pieces to build uh, the fabric or the foundation of where you want to go. So is that uh, some folks, say the lead pastor coming down from the mountaintop with the tablets? In some ways it is, but in other ways I believe you do require some of those just in terms of systems theory, in terms of uh, organizational development. Really what you would love to see is a group of 12 people get together around some central teaching of Jesus and uh, springboarding off of that and, and uh, loving as they go in yeah, the yeah. community that they live. Yeah. Now you, Cypher Church was launched here what a month or two ago am i saying first events was february oh yeah so okay so uh, a little while ago um what happened in that first event what did, was it did you mean a church building and sing a couple hymns i'm guessing it's a little bit different than, than that yeah and so in terms of of the pragmatics yeah. what it actually looked like yeah, which i don't think that is that unfold? important for ch other church planning people, other than to say it can look like anything. Yeah. Sure. Um, before I used to centralize everything around the table, so we had mm -hmm. communion every time. Yeah. This time, I put out the table as a ritual, but we yeah. don't do it because of so many non-believers mm -hmm. in the mix. So what does it look like? Well, I don't lead, most of it I don't lead, and I'm not part of, uh, of uh, the cipher unfolding. We have a band, just like any other church service. Sure. Um, they're really awesome. They know how to improvise. Uh, they know how to carry kind of the, the hip-hop gospel vibe. And then we open it up, and Connie launches out and tries to hype uh, the folks who are at the event and, and to enter into the cypher, uh, be it through dance, be it through uh, their lyrics. Um, and we do that depending on the vibe for 20 to 40 minutes. So if you can move your feet to a rhythm, then you might find a home in Fascinating. the cypher. <laughs> you can yeah. stand behind and not do anything, but uh, we've actually found that when we can prove that the cypher is safe, so somebody who can't really dance well enters, uh, everybody else finds that it's, a, it's a, something that they can approach. So, so people who are part of this, this community, this is, this is, this cipher language and this kind of way of gathering would be something that, that is common among if, many of the people who are, are part of If you're a hip hop person, yeah. yes. If you're a church kid coming down, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But it's definitely cool. So here's the problem. Okay. We're doing something that is very cool. Uh, it looks neat and we can draw in a bunch of people just through the event. Sure. That's a problem. Sure. That's a sure. significant problem because we're not after doing something cool that we can bring our friends to. We're after deeper. Yeah, because the church, I mean, youth groups, the thing was, how do we get cooler? How do we make this better? How do we get it mm -hmm. more lights, 
bigger sound, all of that. So I think from the outside, you can see Cypher Church and go, is that what it's trying to do? Is just be the bigger, flashier thing. But I think that you're saying that there's something more authentic going on than, than you might see initially if you're from outside of that culture. Yeah, I think anybody can do a really nice event. Anybody mm-hmm. can do flash. Uh, that's not hard. Uh, it's hard to plan and to deliver, but that's just merely an event. And we say that every time that we gather, we say that this is an event. It's awesome. It's cool. And we want you to connect into it in your voice and in your language. But the value and the identity of this community is all about deeper. So now the language we would use is intentional discipleship, uh, life on life, those pieces where we're actually trying to figure out how we can impart some values into into folks and watch them go deeper in their in their faith. So that if that doesn't catch, then this attempt here fails, I think. So you are looking at doing these these regular events and you've started doing them. I've been tracking along with it, looking forward to coming to one of them soon. What is it? Uh, what is the next step for that community question for that life on life? How does, how does that happen within right. this particular culture, but then within Cypher Church itself? So I'm thrilled, first off, that you said you were going to come to one. <laughs> I cannot wait. Let me know. And we're going to both get in there into the cypher, we're going to dance our tail off, and then we'll post it on New Leaf. Can we do that? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, well, well, I thought you said you were yeah. going to come. Well, okay, I guess so. So maybe that that reveals even some of my, you know, my bias that sometimes I want to come and just watch something, sure. but you're yeah. saying that, yeah. that, that that's maybe, <laughs> that there's something more going on than just coming and taking it in, right? You can come and take it in. <laughs> you can come and take it in. That'll be okay. There are other pieces beyond just the cypher sure. and dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of, of of the deeper, so this is where some additional planning would go in. This is where, if we were doing this as a traditional church plant with the four year degree and then the one year internship and then <laughs> two years guarantee cash and then launch a service with eighty people, kind of thing, which is a great uh, way if you can get it. But I think we are starved for church planners, yeah. and we need to lower the bar of what it takes to become one and also to do one. And in this case, we had a couple of people with vision. Uh, we knew each other by relationship, and away we went. Uh, problem, we didn't have the 80 people to launch with. We didn't have 12 people. We don't have 12 people uh, to launch with. We have folks by relationship that we're building community with, and here's the risk. Uh, we don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. We have some intentional pieces, so the vision that you read out, but some intentional pieces built around uh, what we would like our uh, gathered groups beyond uh, the event to look like, and they're quite simple. Uh, can we gather people around meal? Yeah. Can we pray for one another? Yeah. And so if we can capture those pieces, we can figure out what another level would look yeah. like. Um, but in this case, and no church plans, uh, well, they shouldn't look the same. No two should look the same. So this one, we are in the midst of trying to develop the critical piece, and that is uh, a core people who believe and call this dream their own. Yeah. Hey, thank you for sharing a little bit. I'm looking forward to what happens over the next months and years with Cypher Church. It's yeah, exciting. Definitely months. <laughs> months we'll see weeks. on years. Yeah. Good. Hey, I like it. I mean, these are these are important stories for us both as as friends, as you and I and others continue to try to say, you know, what does 
contextual church look like? What does it look like to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the places where we live, among the people that we deeply care for? And so I'm. thank you for letting us share your story a little bit here, Rohati, and I look forward yeah. to uh, to seeing what other conversations You're welcome. emerge. So. Thanks so much for including me. And if there's anything to leave behind for other folks, yeah. just to say that we need more practitioners. Let's go. Let's go and try something. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That was Preston Puteau and Rohati Nagasar talking about Cypher Church in Calgary. So, Elle, what did you get out of that episode? You know, I really I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate what Rohati is doing. You know, I, I as someone who really doesn't know much about hip-hop culture at all, I loved the idea of Cypher Church or a Cypher, this, you know, group of people freestyling together in a circle, because it really is a beautiful picture of what christian community should be about mm-hmm. and i loved when he was sharing um you know like people who can't dance well or can't sing well or it doesn't matter uh, your your level of skill at this the point is that everyone participates together and i thought that was a really beautiful metaphor and uh something that i imagine would be quite interesting to actually watch happen in person and um in the episode when preston talked about going uh uh, that was great because I'd really love uh, some video footage of that when Preston decides to uh, throw down at Cypher Church. That would be uh, that would be good times. That would make for a great video podcast. Yes, that we're, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll throw it up on Facebook for you, Preston, and uh, we'll spend some Facebook ad dollars to try and get that post boosted for you. Get your yeah, dancing career kicked off right. We'd like to help you launch your dancing career, Preston. So. Yeah, I thought that part of it was really interesting. And you know what Rahadi was talking about when it comes to typical church planting, and it's not a commentary on whether it's good or bad. It's just really a commentary on what often happens and is the reality, and that is that church plants happen and they often exist for career Christians, for people who have been around the church, or for people who are are, are done or just on the fringe of being done. Um, and they kind of come up with concepts and kind of re-engage that group of people. And that's great and amazing. And I was one of those people that was almost out of the church world and you know a church brought me back in so i'm grateful for it and it has its place but how do we actually start to think about church planting um that exists for people who have no church background whose parents perhaps never went to church, who really have no religious understanding whatsoever what does that look like to plant a church for that community and i i'm proud of rahati and i'm encouraged by him that he's stepping out and doing that in the hip-hop culture in calgary so i i got a lot of takeaways from it i i enjoyed it That's what we want to do as part of the New Leaf Network is encourage that kind of thinking because, like you said, a lot of church planning already goes toward people who are already Christian. And it's so exciting to see experimentation. And one of the things I've always respected about Rahadi is he is an experimenter. He's a kind of guy that just goes, sure, why not? That's why, you know, a a, a number of episodes ago, uh, he did an episode about doing soul coats. And uh, that's an adult coloring book. And it, it just, that idea for that just arose out of a Thanksgiving uh, dinner conversation with some friends. And uh, Rohati just, he's the kind of guy that says, sure, why not? And 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 so his connection um, to that world is, is, is an adventure for him too. And he says yes uh, to all kinds of things. And I've, I've, always admired that about him. Also, what I'm hoping someday the New Leaf Network can do is connect uh, things. Uh, there's there's another community called City Lights in Toronto. It's run by a guy named Young Do King, who has one of the best, I think that's one of, he never had to change his name for hip hop. Awesome. Uh, that's his, that's his uh, birth name. 
And uh, and he's been hanging around the New Leaf Network for a while. He was at our last learning party. And they are a hip-hop-based uh, Christian community as well. And they they definitely reach out into into the world beyond the sort of safe Lecrae Christian rap hip hop bubble. Um, and I it's am a beautiful so thing impressed that you knew a Christian hip hop artist. Really? Well, wow. okay. I mean, I know wow. Shad K too. Is that is that? Oh. Am I blowing your mind now? Oh yeah, that's he's even more not only is he Christian, he's Canadian, and uh, I I think the world of Shad K. But anyway, bonus uh, points. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so uh, these are two, two fellas who are working on something that is very similar and it's a similar community. And one of the crazy things about being Canadians, we don't know each other. Now, maybe these two already do know each other, but I'm calling you guys out on this podcast, Young Doe and Rohati, you guys got to hang out more and learn from each other because what you're onto is is amazing and it is a deep part of Canadian culture and this is an important part of Canadian culture and uh, so keep at it guys we love you both and we we hope you uh, you continue to teach us through your experimentation as always make sure you connect with us online we are on Facebook we are on Twitter you know what guys if you enjoy the podcast or you are are you know or you think it might be uh, good for someone else to hear share it with your friends we would so appreciate that subscribe to the podcast that doesn't take long or if you're really feeling generous we would we would take a nice review on iTunes as well or just an honest review we'll take any review really um, so reach out to us let us know that uh, what what we're up to is 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 helpful for you in your contacts we would we would love that we've always got events and things happening so check us out on the website newleafnetwork.ca in our events section we launched our blog lots of great canadian writers all across canada sharing their experiences and stories so um we're we're around and we'd love to connect with you so keep up with us and uh, it's always a pleasure and a joy for us to hang out with you so thanks for listening friends and have a wonderful day bye-bye Thanks for listening to the New Leaf Podcast. You can find us on the web at newleafnetwork.ca or head on over to our Facebook page, New Leaf Network. We have events, workshops, and conversations happening all the time. We would love if you could join us as we share the stories of planters and stars all across Canada.